hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And today we are joined by a special guest, Steve, the Jefferson guy. Hello. Welcome to the Micro Brew Review, everyone. This is episode 67. And because Steve is the Jefferson guy, we are doing some Jefferson beers. Is we that are. a complete lie? No. <laughs> Good. Not at all, actually. You no, remember we're... when we were talking about our New Year's resolutions and we said we want to do some theme episodes? Theme and more guest podcasters that fill in those themes. So thank you for keeping us uh, honest, Steve. I try to keep people honest. <laughs> uh, it should have been my New Year's resolution that I want to keep people, keep honest, people honest this year. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do to maybe explain your moniker a bit? Sure. My personal nomenclature, the Jefferson guy, is because uh, I make a living studying and portraying Thomas Jefferson. It's a beautiful sound. I don't know if you Isn't cut that, that on the sound? microphone. It's oh, yes. Sound. That's Part of why he waited. It's one of it. it's one of our signature moves. <laughs> it's, it's like R two D 2s noises. They're <laughs> immediately recognizable. That ah uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've been studying and portraying Thomas Jefferson uh, since 1999. Uh, I, which means I dress up in a costume. That uh, all of my costumes are made by a brilliant uh, seamstress and costume designer named Kim Hanley. I can back that up. Oh. Uh, she's I've seen her work. Right. It's she's, fantastic. She does fantastic stuff. She makes me look good. She also makes George Washington look good, and she does a lot of costumes for Mount Vernon, Washington's home. Uh, she makes costumes for other colonial people and also for the Philly Fanatic. Oh, which is that's so cool. awesome. There must be some kind of themed night you could do based on that. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that we could get the Philly Fanatic to show up, but... He wouldn't anyway, say much I was anyway. Say he's a pretty silent guest. Well, maybe his maybe his alter ego, but even that would be yeah. Uh, but uh, it would be really fun. Thank you for handing me that beautiful beer that you just handed me. So, what are we starting uh, with, Professor? Oh, uh, fittingly, we're starting with Thomas Jefferson's Tavern Ale by Yards. By Yards, yes. Nice. This is uh, another one of their Ales of the Revolution series. I believe it was three, maybe four podcasts ago. We uh, talked about Poor Richard's Tavern Spruce. Tavern Spruce. Tavern Spruce. Um, so it was right around the holidays because it was uh, a little bit like having that it was tree just before Christmas, I think. Yards was uh, so yards at the brewery. They they do a special every Saturday. Oh they, really? They, I'm, and I'm not paid by yards. I'm not promoting them because I'm working for them or anything. I just uh, if you go there on a Saturday, you get a special on a on a case of beer, whatever they choose for that that particular oh. Saturday. Instead of being the thirty two or thirty three dollars, is twenty five dollars cash nice. on the barrel head, no tax. Whoa! For a case I like of that. yards. So sometimes it's, you know, it's brawler or then, but around Christmas it was the Ben Franklin Spruce Ale. Nice. Uh, See, we were timely. Fittingly, yeah. 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 They were we, thinking the same thing. They told me yeah. it was Christmassy. <laughs> well, it, does, it has that very kind of uh, sprucey uh, holiday, a little bit of spice kind of. Which actually, so they actually had a very specific recipe for Franklin's, which mm-hmm. you probably talked about when, when you had it. Um, and William Penn, when he first came here, because there was already a town here, he just made things more orderly. But when he came here, he commented on the beer that people brewed, and people brewed all kinds of things that now we're calling it craft brew, because all kinds of crazy Oh, things. yes. People just got what they could get, because they couldn't always get barley, they couldn't right. always get... Well, we talked about you know. that during our first pumpkin podcast two yeah. years ago now, where pumpkins used to be in so many beers, because they had, guess what, a yeah. lot of pumpkins laying around, so they It's a very American beer. thing to have these different flavored, and a very old American thing, a very... So... Uh, 
William Penn commented that a lot of the ales made and the beer made in Philadelphia was were made with uh, spruce and molasses and sassafras. <laughs> Whoa, I would try a sassafras beer. Well, sassafras, the uh, art in the age of brewing or whatever, they make the root and I think they make a sassafras thing. Oh, wow. They make root, they make uh, snap, they make sage. That does sound vaguely familiar I now that you say that. I think they have something that's sassafras. Either that or you're just so convincing. They're, well, they're a local, they're Philadelphia or Pennsylvania uh, distillery and they tend to have those original Pennsylvania flavors like, you know, root beer trees and stuff where... Uh, I always feel like... They're the beers of the motherland. You know, what people were brewing when they got here was a com a combination of what they brewed, you know, when they were back home right. and then what but America had to offer. Yeah. Yeah, early on it was much more just what they could find because they didn't have any money. And then But beer was still a necessity. As right? time went on you could get the ingredients. So you go to Texas and you get very German beers, you know, and, and because people eventually were able to get the ingredients. Uh, but yeah, so the, the Franklin beer is really very traditional. The Jefferson beer that we're drinking now, the, the Yards. Um, so Tom Kehoe lives right behind me in a our townhouses. We can, okay. we can look across windows to each other. Wave. Um, I so, hope you hey. have curtains, maybe. I don't know. We maybe do, um, and I try to close the window so, <laughs> so he doesn't hear me singing during the day. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so so I walk in my dogs, I bump into him, and so we talked about this when, he, when this when they first came out, and he's kind of tight-lipped on the specific recipe, but he did do research on on about Jefferson's beer, the Jefferson brewed. See, if he lives so close to you, he should just bring you home whatever that yard special is. He ought to. Wouldn't that be way easier? And be like, look, I'll even give you twenty six dollars for it, <laughs> a delivery fee. <laughs> just have me. Well, I mean, I've had a lot of his uh, Jefferson Tavern Ale because. After I have performances, I do performances in, in the National Park downtown, Independence. I suppose people might be listening to this podcast all over the world, so I should specify. That's true. Right. Independence they National Historical are, Park. According to our Independence Hall, statistics. Carpenter's Hall, all that famous Believe stuff. it or not, there's a lot of Germans who like to listen to our beer podcast. I, I, don't, I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, uh, right, so uh, I, I do performances at uh, Independence Hall on a regular basis, especially in the summer. And a colleague of mine, good friend of mine, Bill Ochester, portrays Ben Franklin. He and I will perform at Independence Hall, and then when we're done, we'll finish these, these particular shows that we do around 8 o'clock. We'll walk over to City Tavern, which is two blocks away, two and a half blocks away from Very City convenient. Independence Hall. It was convenient for the founders. That's where they went to drink. <laughs> um, it is. Do you I mean, do it in costume? We, we're just still in costume, so we walk over because all the wait staff at City Tavern are in costume, and they serve historical food. And right, they actually the ambiance, you know? It's the only place we actually fit in right. in town. <laughs> But we're dressed like that. Ever, so it makes everyone else kind of the weird guys when even people coming in to drink are dressed in the historical garb. <laughs> well, well people come in and they see us. So we'll come in. We're done with our show. We're just talking. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm Jefferson. And they have Jefferson Ale on tap. And so I'll ask for a me ale. And they know me now. So that, would you like a you ale, Mr. Jefferson? And, I, and we'll sit and we'll talk. And if, if, if tourists come in and people come in, and then, then we'll drop into character for them. And sometimes it's a really fun night. People come in and they, you know, take pictures bet, and they sit yeah. and have a drink with us. And... So, and of course, I couldn't, I, the only thing I could order is the Jefferson Ale when I go there. So Kind of like being a beer rep and uh, ordering somebody right. else's beer. <laughs> yeah. I can't have bad, the Hamilton Ale. I can't have the Hamilton Ale. They didn't get it. No, one. definitely not. <laughs> so this is an ale that to me tastes like an ale, if that makes sense. I guess this is a very kind of traditional ale. I haven't, we were talking today uh, for our next podcast, actually. We were just trying to find like a real kind of basic 
this is what we're going to drink kind of beer. Anybody could find it and it would be very common. And we didn't want one of those generic mass marketed terrible beers. Right. Um, so we're just like looking being cold instead yeah. of tasting good. Right. right. And so we're looking at the shelves and we just keep looking at the shelves and <laughs> it was just, we, we couldn't really pick just like a lager or uh, some sort of basic No, we were, we were the something. worst. It took us probably 10 minutes to find and we, normal. We went with we Sierra, went with Sierra Nevada. Nevada Pale Ale. Which <laughs> That's like, good, yeah. That's good. It's fairly basic. It's one of the bigger uh, companies out there. But it's also very hoppy for a pale ale, for a normal pale ale. Mm-hmm. And uh, It was just funny because I said, I want something very recognizable and it needs to be easy to find. And he's over there going, how about some left-hand milk stout nitro? And, you know, and mm. like that's what he thinks of as, you know, common. And it's lovely every time I have it. I'm very happy about it. But, yeah, I just don't think that that's what your average guy who's going to a corner store to buy a beer is going to go run out and buy i agree i I mean i wouldn't say that the jefferson ale would really count it's eight percent so it's a bit stronger than it's well that's that's the other thing we noticed with the um with the poor richards one is that was a a higher abv than one would have expected as well i don't remember exactly what it was but i thought it was around six but it was still higher it's a little higher than normal the the big ones of the founding ones of the the uh, of yards of the Jefferson and the Washington is a little bit Oh, good. They're the two we've got, right? No. Do we have the Washington? I thought we have Washington's Porter. Yeah, we do. And that's also very specifically on the recipe. So, I mean, you came for uh, a big beer day, huh? You know, and I'm used to it. We we probably should have, like, gotten you something different because you probably drink this stuff all the time. No, I'm actually happy, too. (laughs) It's good beer. This is... Uh, and and with the Jefferson one, I mean, they did do their research because it's and and it's funny because we've got two different Jefferson ales and they're both very similar, right? You know, which this says is that they're probably close to some sort corn of recipe and honey, and they both are based in wheat and corn and honey. Sounds like Pennsylvania to me. Well, it's also well, you see, Jefferson was brewing this, so okay, so the Jefferson uh, 1774 Tavern Ale is slightly misleadingly named because. It's a big beer. Jefferson and his wife Martha, so they were their marriage lasted ten years and then she passed away, sadly. But they brewed beer together and a couple that brews beer together stays together. Stays together. I believe that. Valentine's Day is around the corner. Just it. remember that. Yeah, don't give chocolate. Because that's so that's so last century. That's so chocolate cherry porter. Give homemade beer. Um, right, so uh, they brewed beer at Monticello and uh, they brewed small ale, though. So we've got the earliest records at Monticello and, and Jefferson's account books, his farm books, are 1772. And Martha was really in charge of brewing the beer, and she'd brew 15-gallon casks, one, about once, one 15-gallon cask about every two two weeks. Because it's just what you drank with your meal. It's what you drank sure. always. But it was and probably then like after the meal, you drink wine. Like but that. this is just with the meal. This is the light stuff. Uh, so it was small ale, and the term small ale, which you've probably talked about in other of your podcasts. We've talked we about call it that in like beer today. Uh, Game of Thrones podcast, because they have uh, yeah. weak beer, they call it. Right. But it's the same yep. concept. And they it's use the same concept here in the 17th, 18th centuries. You know, weak beer, middling beer, strong beer. Right. You know, and Shakespeare refer- used concept. the same terms, mm-hmm. weak, weak ale. And so small ale is right. light Kid, beer. Kids would drink weak exactly. ale at the, the table. Kids it's drink not it. like they're getting drunk. It's, hey, this stuff's cleaner than water. You need some nourishment. You need to drink something with whatever you're eating. Might as well be this beer that we made. They and didn't understand 
germs and bacteria, but they knew if you drank the water, you got sick. <laughs> but the light beer, by going through whatever it was in that brewing process, you don't get sick. Probably boil. But, but they, didn't, they didn't know the <laughs> boiling. They didn't know. They didn't know it. So, but, so yeah, you drink the beer for breakfast. and uh, I still do that, but usually it's on my days off, and usually it's like 10% uh, <laughs> imperial stout. <laughs> you just drink breakfast. Well, yeah. Well, they also advertised, and, and in 18th century and 17th century, and the first brewer in Philadelphia was, I think it was, he was 1783. Um, like the first professional... Professional brewer. Okay. William Penn again like, Again, him. we know that they were brewing beer before 1783, right, but yes, it was more in-home. Professional. And, okay. William Penn mentions this is the first guy, and he was on Dock Street, so thus we've got Dock nice. Street. Nice. Right. Because the first professional brewery was... Located on Dock Creek, rather. Okay. It's now Dock Street. The it was, source of the Dock water. Street follows what was the creek, um, and he advertised wheat beers, small small ales. It, it just depends on what you want, you know. Which and he also advertised based on the healthiness of it, and it made you stronger. And yeah. It was fortifying. Well, Guinness. Like Guinness. Exactly. Guinness is good for exactly. you. Guinness you for know. strength. Guinness for strength. Yeah, that's yeah, that's how they. So, in any of these records, do they discuss what it cost? For, I mean, I guess a pint. I'm sure they right? do. I don't know those ones. I bet you. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. You know what? If I had had more time to prepare for this for tonight, I could have gone through and. That's it. People ask me questions all the time where I'm looking across the like, table yeah. at them and I'm like, why did you not warn me? I could have researched that. <laughs> you know, I mean, if I. I totally I, could have known the answer to this. Jason's actually, the worst. He asks the most logical questions and I always look at him like. Ah. Sometimes it's like, well, so where's this brewery from? We're like, huh? good thing the bottle's here. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll come back again at some point and I'll, I'll look, at, look at it for you. Jefferson kept track of what he spent every almost every penny. Yeah. Well, that's the really interesting thing about all of those old. Uh, like ledgers that, that there's so much information that can be gathered about the time yeah. period based on accounting books that people kept. Yeah. And, you know, we bought X number of bales of, you know, cotton or wool or whatever it was and just everything down to the penny. Other records. Yeah. So I'm telling you, know. you, I have more faith in the Farmer's Almanac than I have in the Weather Channel. Because if you just look at what the weather's like every year on that day, it's kind it's of similar. It's probably going to be somewhat similar, I, and barring that, some fluctuations. The reason I first noticed that was my wedding day. So I've been married nine years, and everyone well, remembers what the weather was like on their wedding day. And I remember that it had, like, rained leading up to it. It was sunny on my wedding day, and it rained for four days afterwards. And I remember thinking, ah, oh, we won. And <laughs> Snuck in there. Now, every year, you know, it either rains exactly the same or one or two days either way you know it's always very very similar and i was like you know i bet that's all the farmer's almanac is is someone compiled all of these records and said oh all right obviously that bored you to tears maybe you should bring benjamin franklin in to talk about that he wrote an almanac that would be fantastic although you already did his ale so uh, then it's no fun Mm. we were making the joke today so ian is the grammar police and I don't eh. think he needs to be, except around me, because I'm terrible like with the English language. I'm guilty. Raise my hand. Um, I but I that. love history. So that's when he said, yo, you're bringing Monticello. That's where uh, Washington used to live. And I was like, no. Mm. <laughs> I didn't say that's where he used to Cut. live. I think I said I think it might be Washington's beer or something. Oh, okay. Uh, but you, knowing more about history. <laughs> Corrected this Washington him. did not even, I t- he didn't even visit Monticello, sadly. What Jeff a jerk. Home. I know. <laughs> but Come you on. can always tell the true history buffs. Like, I used to be a tour guide in D.C. True American history. 
Of course, I'm sorry. American. Um, the people Canadian. who were willing to tra- travel all the way to Monticello instead of just the ones who hopped the bus out to. Um, now it's gone. Oh, good story, though. Mount Vernon? Yes. Mount Vernon. Thank you for using my own words back at me. You rock. <laughs> <laughs> steel trap up here. Oh, that's because you're only one beer in. I have a steel trap, like too. Four in my beers mind. In. What are you yeah. talking about? It's a rusty steel trap. It's rusted <laughs> shut. <laughs> But it's a steel trap. That that's a very good analogy. Sometimes I think I know I have the fact up there. Right. You just have to you know sort of Oral crack it out. <laughs> that's why we have these little smartphones. Exactly, they're oh, very helpful. Yeah, uh, the you don't remember anything. I could look up the percentage of the beers. I could look up the the recipes right here, sitting here, if I wanted to. I'm the not. reviews. That's always what it comes down when uh, people in the beer store when we walk in are always, oh, can I help you? Not likely. My smartphone's probably going to help me a lot more well, than you are. Well, you're in Pennsylvania. <laughs> that could be. If you go to Delaware or New Jersey, they actually know. I, I felt really a little... Know. And they want to help you. Rude today, actually, because we walked in to pick up some of these beers uh, to a local bottle shop. Which and you frequent. Which it's I do not, frequent. And, you know, uh, beneath frequent. you or something. Yes, I, I frequently frequent it, in fact. Frequent it. And... Uh, <laughs> We were a few steps inside the door, and like any good establishment, basically, someone said, hey, you know, can I help you find anything? And in my mind, I was just like, I probably know more about most of this beer than you do. (laughs) (laughs) Which I felt immediately bad about, because A, it's probably not true. You know, he's got a job there for a reason. I'm sure he loves beer. I'm sure he's well-researched on it. Um, But we kind of knew what we were looking for, and we were also browsing all of the other cool bottles that they had, and we didn't really want to be bothered. But just like my immediately snarling reaction is just like, no, <laughs> get away. <laughs> you never know when you're going to stumble across the beer guru yeah. hiding in the well, unassuming. Dan at Pinocchio's schooled me. Oh, yeah. And, and he still could. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, we always talk about how we've been doing this for, what, a year and a half now, these podcasts. And like you go back and listen to some of the stuff we were saying in like episode one and we're just like wrong wrong <laughs> wrong <laughs> even even like two weeks ago it's probably like wrong 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 but we're we're wrong less often now or about yeah. more obscure Specific things, things yes. yeah i'm glad that i've not recorded as many of my performances as you have recorded <laughs> your podcast i mean i've been doing the, i'm going on you know approaching 15 years doing this which is a little crazy and job security, man, you're rocking it. Well, it's a niche field. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Not many do it. Not I couldn't be Jefferson, huh? Well, you know, it depends. In Vegas, maybe. <laughs> True. <laughs> it would be a different show. I would rather be in Vegas right now. I might have power. Okay, we're getting way off topic, but there is a woman in Virginia who portrays James Madison. Really? I read an article about her. She's when, a couple of years ago when I read about her, she was still going to college, but uh, he was a tiny guy. So. Oh, uh, okay. That's I do like I used to watch the Civil War reenactments and there are just some women that don't want to put on the big hoop skirt. They want to be out there fighting and it's great to sure. watch them try to blend in. You know, women what they with do with swords. their hair. Tuck, tuck or, their hair up yep. into a bun and put it under yeah. the cap. A lot of times they are on horseback though. I don't I don't know if that's just what they're drawn to or well, if Well, there's, there's a probably more female riders in general. Currently. My niece likes horses a lot. She's seven. <laughs> Well, I feel like most people that Sorry. still ride horses today, the majority of them are probably female. Why is that? Why do ladies Just like horses? Because they're tinier. Oh, and in the, with racing and, and any sort of sporting, it's, you know, jockeys are supposed to be like this big. So if you're a girl, you've already got an advantage there because you're probably smaller. Um, but not necessarily, but you could Not be. necessarily, of course. Yeah. There's always exceptions. We're not 
discriminating here. No. Well, we, often, we, 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 we actually we discriminate we for fun around here. Welcome to the horse <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to bring this back real quick. Whoa. Um, Someone's having a responsible moment. What's trying. going on? What? I'm trying. No. It happens so infrequently. Uh, so the Ales of the Revolution is a mix case that they make and put out, actually. Uh, at least I've had a case of beer called they the do Ales mix, of the They do each one in cases, yeah. and the yards will do uh, mixed case. And my sister bought me a case for Christmas a number of years ago when I was like first kind of getting into beer, and it was a great gift. Uh, I actually found a lot of the flavors probably a little overwhelming and not um, not my favorite at the time. Well, the founders are overwhelming, you know. Yeah, big personalities, <laughs> big flavors. Go on, you want to say something? Nope. No? Okay. I had a few snarky thoughts, and I chose to keep them in. Go Fair on. enough. Um... It's only so one this, beer. This might be the first time that I've had uh, the Thomas Jefferson's since then. So that was probably oh, three, wow. or, three or four years ago now. Maybe even more. Um, it's an old friend Wait, you're mine. how old? Yeah, I'm, I'm ancient. <laughs> you're an old man. <laughs> All this gray in my beard. So how do you feel three or four years uh, later? I think I probably like it more now than I did then. I think it's a, a flavor that I'm a little more used to, whereas before... You know, I was drinking a lot of Yingling back then, and so it's probably more than four years ago. To be honest, if, you, if you're into the, if you if you like loggers, this is not. I don't know that I like, like loggers lager. anymore, but that's what I. I mean, a good lager, yeah, but I sure. tend to go more for bigger taste in beers. Right. Um, the Jefferson Ale is definitely a big beer in flavor, not just the percentage and the alcohol content, but the honey is a major personality in it, in its texture as well as the flavor. It's sweet. When people ask me, because I'll, I'll recommend go to City Tavern and have a beer, and they say, what's the least bitter beer? And I usually recommend uh, the Jefferson because of the sweetness. Sure. They've got a Hamilton, though it's not historically based. It's just to go with part the of the Named after him, yeah. It's really a pale ale. Um, so, I mean, that's not really bitter, but there's Pales still some in hops. Comparison. In. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I see what you did there. <clears throat> You really right. needed a smoking jacket while you left like that. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Cricket, cricket, cricket. Oh, can you believe? All right, I'm going to admit this. Today we were cleaning his apartment. We're all growing around here. Good grief. And Not that you could really tell from the state you saw it when you came in. Oh, you, you should see my office. Comparatively, at, you should see it. What at it was some point, he says, "Oh, what's in this box?" And then I hear this gleeful exclamation, <laughs> "Oh, my monocle!" And I was like. <laughs> And not many men exclaim that, <laughs> especially not gleefully. Uh. <laughs> and I kept thinking, well, what what does one do? He's got perfect vision. I don't, you know, obviously it's just an accessory. You're going you're going to have to edit this part because we're so off topic. But do you know uh, the song "Fighting Trousers"? Yes, yes, yes by Professor Elemental. Oh, yes, I yes, right. Professor Elemental. <laughs> he's, he's right up and your he's alley. He's always about uh, talking about cups of. You know, brown tea and stuff. He's also, yeah, a cup of brown joys in yes. one of his oh, songs. I do like fighting Krausers. I actually, we we learned of <laughs> Professor Elemental together while witnessing the man who made these glasses that we're all drinking from oh, work. Wow. Yes. These are some beautiful glasses. These goblets. They're not really glasses. They're goblets. Yeah, this you, one. Yeah, like that's a, a goblet. That's a, that's a major this goblet. This is my, my big coup. I, I made the mistake of one. asking this year for more of a... Uh, beer stein type shape. <laughs> oh my god! I can't even drink I mean, out of it because I, I you wear can pour it. Four beers into it before it's full. 
Um, I think a true six beer pack, steins, actually. Yeah. Are, true beer steins are made for German beer, which is definitely lower, generally lower in alcohol content. He knows you know. that we love Belgians, which is why every year we get a Belgian glass. You don't drink glass. a Belgian from a stein, no. No, well, wow. so well I, unless you you're. Can. <laughs> I think the first thing I put in Don't it was die. a mat, an eleven percent mat elf, and it only filled it up like an inch in the yeah, bottom. Uh, and I was like, mm. "Oh, good lord!" Thank you, sir. He's pouring the Monticello. I'm not ready. Oh dear. Well, get ready. So we have a term here on the podcast. Glug, glug, it's called glug, the baby glug, tomato. Glug, 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 the baby tomato. Yes, uh, she is currently being the baby tomato. Baby currently, tomato. she just caught up though. Oh. oh, the baby tomato is the one who's not catching it, keeping up with the rest of exactly the, uh, imbibers, the bibulators, the. Uh, <laughs> Bibulous uh, and toxifiers. So what so style we're, is this? We're coming next to the uh, the Monticello Reserve Ale by Star Hill. This yep. makes me Star so Hill nervous. Star Hill was based in Crozet, Virginia, about half an hour west of Charlottesville, which is Jefferson's hometown. I thought we had a Star Hill beer. We did have it's a Star one Hill. One of the ones that like Max it. made fun of so hard. He yeah. hated it. <laughs> so I'm just a little... Uh, admittedly, I'm skeptical, but just... This is going to be different than most of their beers because of its mildness. This one is a, bad was beer. Was it the Boxer Week? Or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's exactly nice. what it was. I'm so glad I remembered that. Yep. Wow, good memory. But we actually... That was a long time ago, too. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that. Oh, something you. about a steel trap? Isn't that how, how I remember <laughs> it going? Yeah, something like that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this? You brought this. Uh, You actually gifted me a bottle uh, a number of years ago as well, actually. Um, A few years ago. They only came out with it a couple of years ago. This is Monticello's, so Thomas Jefferson's home, Monticello. Uh, This is their official beer. Like what they drank on the estate, or? Okay, so uh, Mark Thompson, the the brewmaster at uh, Star Hill, which used to be based in Charlottesville. They moved out. To the countryside. Uh, Mark Thompson did serious research with Monticello. Uh, I, and I respect the research that Tom Kehoe of Yards did. Uh, and it's I think it speaks to them that they both did something very similar. They're both wheat, wheat beers. They both uh, feature honey. They both have corn. The, uh, and the for nose on reasons. this is glorious. It is. Uh, it's really this nice. is more of a summer beer. Je- the, 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 the Yards 1774 Tavernale is more of, I consider it more of a winter Beer, it's, I would it's agree. bigger. This I consider more of a summer wheat ale. It's lighter if you look look at it through your radio, through your speakers on your <laughs> radios and your iPods. Through the uh... Uh, <laughs> it's it's a yellowish golden c- color, it's very uh, light straw color. colored to me. Uh, right, and it's uh, so. Do you happen to know the ABV? This is close. This is around five percent. Okay, five point five five. Um, so uh, significantly less than the yards. But perfect for a summer beer. Well, and it was also this is a table beer, and I, 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 I so so Mark Thompson, so of of Star Hill, really did his research. And then if you look it up online, you're gonna, you can find an essay basically that he wrote about the process he went through working with Monticello. I love it. It's <laughs> yeah? really neat. Yay! Oh my gosh! As I we just... would say in the 18th century, huzzah! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Ah, there's just a flavor profile there that's just, maybe I have lavender on the brain after all of that, you know, inhalation today, but it's so, oh, yeah. it's very earthy, it's very... It, prevents a st- it presents a stark contrast to what we just had, because the, the yards is... And it's floral really without big. being, like, potpourri. Girly. Sure. It's not a girly beer. Well, it's more floral on the nose than it is in the, the flavor by... Yeah. 
But it's got a very nice aromatic the it, the exhale is something like from my childhood like it's very comforting to me where did you grow up lancaster county hey 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 they you, you okay so there's maybe there's a genetic link for you here <laughs> the hops that they use in this are east kent golding's hops the reason why so i met mark thompson at the brewery once and he talked to me and i wish i would have taken notes so i could Tell you more he's never about allowed it. back because if he fact checks anything we say, he's so much smarter than us. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. Well, <laughs> so he told me the story of the of the the hops they use, and Jefferson found Native American hops and used them. He was just finding stuff. And I don't now, by remember. Native American hops, do you mean hops that were native to America, yes. or like hops that Indians used? <laughs> well, I don't think Indians made beer per se. They did ferment what things. Did they drink? What did Indians drink? What, what did the what Indians did drink? They, couldn't have, they must have died of... Well, no, I mean, almost every culture has some sort of alcoholic thing. Okay, like so another thing. tangent, but it's a Thomas Jefferson-related tangent. Lewis and Clark traveled across country. Jefferson sent him out, went across the Rockies, met the Nez Perce Indians, had to eat root plants when they met the Nez Perce and other, uh, other of that sort of... Denomination what? of Indian, okay. and they ate wapato bread. It's a kind of root. They made bread out of it, and they put it in the bottom of the canoes. They're going down the Columbia River, and the, the wapato to make the bread, the roots was in the bottom of the canoes. Water got in from the Columbia River, and the wapato went bad. Started to kind of ferment. Well, one of the guys, <clears throat> whose name was Collins, Tom Collins, huh. which sounds like it, this is I don't make this up. This is appropriate <laughs> for a beer and an alcohol conversation. He was a guy who got in trouble and got court-martialed for stealing whiskey early in the expedition. <laughs> he found the, the wapato that was going bad in the bottom of the canoes and made beer out hey, of is, it. Hey, uh, is anyone going to eat this? <laughs> and he got at the bottom of this muddy, nasty canoe. You mind if I take this? And he fermented the wapato bread roots and made wapato beer. So Because the, they ran out of alcohol on July Early 4th, on. the year before. July 4th, that's so Of 1805. Yes, it was Yeah, it was very sad. So... He made beer out of canoe gut sewage. water sewage. <laughs> Wapato beer. And I've Googled this trying to find... There must be somebody along the Columbia somewhere that makes Wapato beer. No, I haven't been able to find any. Dogfish would probably do it. Yeah. Oh, Dogfish would go for that. We gotta, yeah. we gotta bring him that. Lewis and Clark Wapato beer. Yeah. That's... That, that must have been some yummy beer. Wow. <laughs> Maybe the, there's a reason no one's making the floor it. floor of the canoe. <laughs> Clearly, this guy was probably at least a borderline alcoholic. He's getting court-martialed for stealing whiskey. He's, Collins was uh, he's Tom Collins. He's, now, uh, now yeah. is, is there any relation to the, the beverage? Isn't there a Tom Collins drink? I yeah. need to Google that. I mean, there's there's almost got to be right. Like, I need oh, to there Google is. It's like him ordering a me. I'd like maybe, I'd like a me, please. You know what? I, I'm on my like what my third beer, so maybe it's John Collins. And I, I hope it's it Tom. Up. Every time I hear it, I think Tom Collins. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, I don't, that was a tangent, but it was beer related, so. It was you know, great. That's, that's what we I do. I do it's think that, well. uh, Sometimes we talk about cartoons that have nothing to do with beer. <laughs> that's why the Germans Dogfish <laughs> would totally go for that. I'm thinking, gee, Ian, if only you had a place to write that down so that we could follow up with them. Okay, so another. I could tweet it. Six degrees of you separation. Could. I was, I was thinking maybe oh, on a whiteboard. Maybe a whiteboard. Wow, you're just really like, you're gung-ho to bring that in. Just put it in your steel trap. It never comes out then. Foiled <laughs> <laughs> again. Put anything in there I want. No, it's because for 66 episodes he complained that he wanted a whiteboard. <laughs> and now you're just going to ruin it. Well, I got a whiteboard, folks. White. I got a whiteboard. 
Wow. Now, now who ruined it? I ruined it. There was no buildup. I took it from you. You did. You got a whiteboard. Wait, wait, wait. I'm impressed. Hold on. Wait, wait. Oh, it was oh, a birthday clap. present. I thought, I thought he was going to slow clap you on the whiteboard, oh, but no. <laughs> no, it just sounds like you're beating Congratulations. <laughs> you got a whiteboard. I did get a whiteboard. It's very exciting, and I clearly don't have it here Probably with me at bad. the moment. Uh, That's sad, too. Steel well, trap uh, it, in that It's one. like really spitting distance from here. Almost <laughs> literally. I'm pretty sure I could hit it with a loogie. Uh, with a hit blow, maybe even. Yeah, but I just can't be bothered to get up and get it right now. And you shouldn't be bothered. It'll it'll be a lot of rustling. I'm going to say this, and I'm even going to be skeptical of myself when I say it, but there is is definitely a banana scent here. I have not heard that. But I, I, the reason I say that is because I don't really enjoy bananas, sort of like (laughs) Ian and raisins, but I love this. You don't like bananas or you don't like banana flavored things? There's a big difference. There is a big difference because banana flavored things are usually artificial. But bananas are great because both. I just don't like bananas. Monkeys like them. You can't argue with monkeys. <laughs> you yeah, they'll bite your face they'll, off. They'll throw poo at you. And I wouldn't want that, so I shan't <laughs> you know, argue with a monkey. I can say that it's PG thirteen. Oh yeah, say no, that. poo is great. <laughs> it's, it's par for the course when uh, Rich Lee is around. Fecal matter. I'm 18th century fecal matter. Yes, there. It's very uh, fecund. <laughs> fecund. Fecund. Yes. Careful how you say that one. Mm-hmm. PG thirteen. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, so Mark Thompson of of uh, Star Hill did his did his homework, and we're using corn and wheat in these because Jefferson was using leftover things from the farm. You're you're a farmer. What you don't sell if you ferment it and you bottle it, it doesn't go bad. He didn't have distillery. Sadly, felt like jarring, but instead you're making booze. Right. Well, Washington also ferment made uh, he had a, he had a distillery. He made whiskey. You can go to Mount Vernon and get, now they've started making, on his recipe, Washington whiskey. Is it any good? Uh, it's strong stuff. I remember we shared some of the Jefferson whiskey. Well, so there was Jefferson Which I think is probably just a market From thing. Kentucky, yeah. where Jefferson never traveled, he didn't actually distill. Right. He was against what he called spiritus liquors. Oh, how unfortunate. I'm just going to yeah. pour this out oh. just, in defiance. <laughs> Well, here's, he, he thought that, that wine and beer, wine should be encouraged because it was helpful. Everyone should have wine because Doctors it's healthy. Doctors still say that. He said, no man is drunk in a country where wine is cheap. I like that. That's what he believed. I don't know if that's still true, but he's, I like and that's that. His, that's his I've been story. pretty tanked on wine, it. i got to be honest. Well, you know. But that, it's that different kind of buzz. They make that joke at the fair a lot. It is a different kind of buzz. Because the Oktoberfest weekend. It's very thoughtful, I think. Yeah. Is it? Sometimes. I've been thoughtful on beer. Have too. you been like boisterous drunk on wine though? Usually it's mellow drunk. Um, yes. Right. Back in my college days. I was gonna, was you are very, wine? it wasn't no, like Arbor Mist. No, it was like not juice. good wine. Oh. oh, that's the difference. It was perhaps <laughs> angry canine wine. <laughs> it was not good wine. He's like, it's that wine that they made not from grapes. You know, that wine. There's the red oh, wine. Oh, it was grape juice. It was fermented grape juice, yes. There's a red wine that I probably can't imagine is that good, but it's just called uh, Mad Dogs in English. Mad Dog 2020. What's that? No, that oh, is a, the what first I, what thing I, I ever got drunk on. When I said, uh, oh, okay. Well, this is called Mad Dogs like, and Englishmen. And no, yours sounds There's a Mad Dog, more. and it's kind of wine. Kind of, it's, it's, it's like own. cough syrup. 
It's it's a heck strawberry of a thing. kiwi mad dog twenty twenty was the first thing I ever got drunk on. You told me that before. I still I've never even heard of it. It's this stuff on before. the bottom bottom Sorry. bottom shelf. It comes only in very bright electric colors. It's and, the basement um, shelf. Yes. <laughs> you have to actually ask for it. Yeah. You, you have to the floorboard shelf. You have to sort of lay on your stomach and like reach underneath the shelf. To There's get a to secret it. knock on the floor, <laughs> and it Just opens. The hand and comes up. Gollum hands you <laughs> <laughs> my precious wine. It's like it's not like also been like <laughs> aging in swamp water <laughs> under, under the great mountain of Mordor. It is <laughs> aged. <laughs> Boone's Farm like at least tastes good and it's low alcohol and you know it's like a cocktail and a thing. Mad Dog is just like. Hey, we're gonna do some grain alcohol and throw in some artificial color <sighs> and. Yeah, it's just grain alcohol. Sweet. That's sweet. Bad news. Unless you need that your tractor you. to go. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, and yeah, any, any diesel engine, really. It's fuel. It'll work. But <clears throat> I learned. About, I I was in New Orleans. I've been there a couple times. Yeah, Great may I place. See that bottle they have hand I'm... grenades there. They yes, serve as drinks. They do. I, I actually didn't have one. I only had I didn't the, uh, the hurricanes. I had hurricanes. I I had a lot of hurricanes. I texted so many, in fact, that I was wondering the best if they were, actually were the putting best hurricanes I had were from Lafitte's. Okay. Lafitte's is way down at, at the end of the, the big tourist road, which is, is it Bourbon Street or is it? I mean, Bourbon Street is a big tourist Bourbon street Bourbon is one of them. Is that the big one or is it, is it, maybe it's Bourbon Street? Yeah, like where people the big one. drink out in the street because yeah, you're Bourbon allowed. Street. Yeah, so a little bit further street. down where it's a little quieter, Lafitte's, they, they, they really pour serious. When you're in the, in the blocks where all the strip joints are on right, Bourbon right, Street, right. not that I would know anything about strip no. joints. I've uh, heard of them. Heard them, seen them advertised. I mean, they are standing outside pretty much inviting right. you in. Yes. They, it's like Thailand. Yes. Yes. So they water them down. It's also part. when I had one of my more witty repartee comments with a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> Which can't actually be aired here. You can't no. because it's PG-13. <laughs> it is. So but you can tell us later over I dinner. I sure can. <laughs> I saw hand grenades advertised on Bourbon Street. And there was a guy dressed as a hand grenade dancing around with a big fluorescent thing with a straw. And... And I texted my friend, who you know, Levin, in, yes, in Levin, Petaluma, California. Uh, and I said, Levin, what, what are hand grenades? He said, oh, you don't want it. It's basically just grain alcohol and Kool-Aid. You don't. So, that, so I didn't, you don't, no, I don't need that. I'm not 19 anymore. I mean, 21 anymore. <laughs> so I don't need that experience. So what is the exhale on this? I cannot place it. It makes me so happy. It's actually very non-existent for me. Oh, really? I'm almost getting You have nothing. no emotional con- connection <coughs> to I it? I see we're getting banana. I had never Yay, thought of it before. I'm not I crazy. do. No, you're not no crazy. No comment. And uh, uh, wait, wait, there are uh, some herbs. So bergamot. There's some bergamot. That's probably what it is. It's like Earl Grey. That's yeah. what I'm That's what I'm associating with it. I can get the Earl Grey out yeah, of it. Yeah, there's some bergamot in this. That's exactly what Not that what they it put is. it in there, but it, you, you get that uh, in, in the exhale. I bet that's it. Because I grew up drinking tea. I don't know why, but Earl Grey was my favorite too. from a very young age. My mother would always make me tea after beer. school. Uh, the, this is definitely a tea-like, tea-esque, maybe I'll call it. Uh, there's an ESB, Evolution um, Brewing Company puts it out. I got it for my Super Bowl party because I'm normal. And uh, Annette does not like hops. And it's called a bitter. So she's like, eh, I really no, don't think ESPs that I want that. No. But no. And um, Michael convinced her to try it by saying, just take a sip and think tea. And that's exactly, it's almost like a nice floral tea um, on the exhale. It's quite nice. So <laughs> I, um, I think I'd like to start pairing with it, but also that it needs to make an appearance on the podcast. Fair enough. You may also be in, in the exhale, you may be just getting the corn. 
I wondered that actually because that's why that, I said hey. Yeah. Hey, because hey. hey. <laughs> well, that was another thing. Corn would be a leftover crop on the farm. Jefferson was just okay. So they did a lot of research to make this like Jefferson's beer, but ironically, I guess it's ironic. We can ask Alanis Morissette if we're confused about what the definition. Yeah, but her song is wrong. Of, it is there's so a lot wrong. of there's a lot of not irony in there for years. Yeah, ruined the rest of a whole generation, I think. Whereas, I just, oh, we're um, just recovering now. In my economics class in college, we had to listen to Bare Naked Ladies. If I had a million dollars, to learn the different kinds of supply and demand. That was an accurate. I love example. that song. It's hilarious. It is so much. It was one of my running songs. Like, well, not a real green dress. That's cruel. <laughs> yes. I love the Henry VIII reference. Not yeah. a real green dress. That's cruel. It's to green sleeves. It's the we're no. So okay. No, so, I, that makes beer. me very happy. It's a reference to green sleeves. Henry VIII wrote green sleeves. The insult. It, so green sleeves. A woman. You could say a woman has green sleeves. That's because she was leaning back in the green grass and she was. Oh, Doing nice. those things that you can't say too explicitly. Naughty, on, naughty. You can't say naughty, having sex. Romeo over in the club. Yeah, she was a little too, yeah, uh-huh. Romeo over, lay sex. me down, and yeah, do it together. Sex, right? really? wow. sex is a thing? Oh my gosh, totally. Well, you there just, are you words basically that are, just can't say the F word. There are other, yeah, well, you could say that in Henry VIII's time. Right, well, sure. yeah. Because yeah. it was probably It's iTunes' fault. It's not our <laughs> But so Green Sleeves is the girl. He was, it actually is your my brown-eyed girl behind the stadium, you know, in the grass. Right. You know, so so... It you know, I absolutely love that song, and I never knew. Brown Eyed Girl or Green Sleeves? Green Sleeves. Both. both. I actually it's, know, like, so many verses of that. It's, it's his, kind of ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's his But I never knew girl. that that was what it came from. I knew he wrote it for a mistress, a woman for whom he wished to sleeves. bed, but yeah. I don't think I knew the context of what that meant. You know, he went out for a picnic or a hunting your or Green something. Sleeves, that's, you know, that's your, <laughs> you know. Hunting. Yes, I said Quote, that was with an H. An H. An H. <laughs> Hunting. I have been hunting with ladies. Hunting in the country. Yeah. <laughs> country hunting. Fox hunting. You must you must uh, oh pursue them before they escape down their hole. So many Shakespeare jokes. You are you are turning bright red. I have not seen you laugh that hard in a very long you time. Like a... That's because I usually don't mean it when I laugh. <laughs> You're awful. All right. I was I was trying to talk intelligently about beer. And here we are just Jefferson. talking about oh, sex. Ironically, again. and Alanis Morissette, and the next thing you know, you're talking about Greensleeves. As always happen, people talking about Alanis Morissette. Jefferson didn't believe in writing down a recipe, or as he would say, a receipt. That was the term they used, a receipt. <coughs> he said, well, he didn't, he didn't believe that it wasn't possible. He said it wasn't possible to write down a receipt or a recipe for a beer. Because he was just using re- leftovers. It's how we cook. We just make it up as we right. go. Well, and he also wasn't the one making the beer. It was a slave... Peter Hemmings. Who probably couldn't write. That's true. That's Peter, a very actually, Peter was, was, was pretty educated. Most, you know, most slaves would have to work in the fields. No, you could they weren't educated. They were not allowed to be. Peter Hemmings. Well, with was education educated. comes ideas, and with well, ideas comes If revolution. you like Thomas Jefferson's beer, you can thank the War of 1812. See, and you thought you could never appreciate the War of 1812. Well now you can because you like this beer. <laughs> Isn't that also when they wrote the Star Spangled Banner? Yes, double trouble. Yep. You, you're loving the War of 1812 now. <laughs> oh, they didn't write the stuff. tune. The tune is actually an, oh, it's an old it's English, an English drinking, drinking song. song. It's a drinking song. Yeah, yeah. we're actually an Acreon in heaven. We're doing that. Um, so I don't even remember. Oh, we. I was performing with an all-female singing group at a um, wine festival, 
and An there was female singer. a Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah country hunting <laughs> <laughs> there was a um like a veterans group there that said do you guys sing the national anthem and we're like, ah, you know, all in all. <laughs> Let us huddle up for a second. Yeah, exactly. We <laughs> all know what we do. And I agree on in heaven. We've right all right. done different arrangements in the, you know. So, yeah, we actually whipped it out. It went super well. He um, videotaped it and put it on his Facebook page. But when we were done, we're like, well, this is kind of crazy. It's not timely, but we know that it's originally an English drinking song. And we do everything in Renaissance costumes because that's how we roll like you do that's how so do we I. do so do i so we were that's like why roll. don't we learn the original words <laughs> and now that we know this They're beautiful four-part harmony why don't we so uh, that was one of my homework assignments is i was sent like four verses of this it's so many words okay it's, so how i do they remember them all when they're drinking <laughs> first i know a lady who could sing it for you and so do you if you she, work with her is it a she makes costume, costume related? No, there we go. We have come full circle, yes, folks. Yes, Kim Henley. She can sing it to an acreon in heaven. And so I also I work with a number of people who do historical music of the period. And what I've learned from some of them is that it was intentionally made with lots of words because it doesn't scan. So it doesn't go ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Oh, say, da 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 They squeeze all kinds of words in there. The anachronistic society was a gentleman's club. They go out and they drink a little bit, but they converse. But the story that I learned from people who know, this is my way of saying don't blame me if I'm wrong, <laughs> is that, like that they phrasing. intentionally made the lyrics so they don't scan. What they would say was at the end of the evening, you have to sing a, a, a verse of it. And if you can't get through it, you're too drunk to go home alone. Somebody's got to go home with you to make sure you get home. To make sure your wife doesn't hurt you when you walk in drunk. Or you don't hurt you when you're trying to walk home. I mean, really, in the 18th century, if you're too drunk to drive. <laughs> that's when you put, you put your ass like, in the horse like GPS. Too, yeah. That's like letting your horse do the driving and being like, You're going oh, four miles an hour. Yeah. If you run off the road. Babies can walk out of the way. <laughs> Babies You're pretty who bad. can't walk can learn yeah, to walk. Yeah, they can roll out of the way. <laughs> so the intention made it really difficult because it was a test. Well, can they go home alone or we have to get somebody to walk them home? Hey, I'm ready. Oh, oh, oh that's we, we gotta, cute. I'm ready. Her beer is broken. You know I loved it. I told you it was it was delightfully... I feel bad when a beer reminds me of childhood, but that's the truth. It was a very, like, comforting... <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of how my uncle... It's better when a whiskey reminds you of childhood. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of teething. <laughs> that, Don't know why I remember that. Another 18th century reference. Yeah. Yeah, they just put some little bit of rum, a little bit of brandy well, on the baby's gums. Uh, I'm pretty sure my grandma still, still did true. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just an Irish reference. That's all that is. Good glug. Oh, you know, as you're pouring, I will finish the story about the War of 1812. Oh, please do. Always exciting and make good drinking stories. I want to respect more about Oh, the I've got 18th. some good drinking stories for the War of 1812, but I will only, instead of telling you about Anthony Wayne, I will tell you about Thomas Jefferson well, and his beer in the War of 1812. Wait for it. Patience, grasshopper. Wait for it. Something I have in small reserve. Jefferson, as I mentioned earlier on, he and his wife made small ale in 1772. <laughs> Jefferson, he and his wife made, I my mind, gutter. They made... Ale. Ale. They, okay. Oh, excuse me, my wife and I have to go make some ale. They made whippy. <laughs> How long does that go? We Four have to make hours. The, 
The wind and the barley, yes. Sir. I'm sorry. Mm. You're being responsible. This beer has a long I'm just finish. Terrible. I'm terrible. It is. Uh, sorry. You know, we got another one of these. <laughs> <laughs> the War of 1812. Come on, kids. Was that it's a exciting. Thing? Listen, I made parliamentary <laughs> procedure exciting for a bunch of fifth graders last night. I can do this. Yeah, you got to try you way harder for us than a fifth grader. <laughs> you're, you know, you're right. We know better now. <laughs> so, War of 1812. Good stuff. Uh, Jefferson and his wife, they made small ale which means light beer. You have it with dinner. War of 1812, we've got a British blockade of the United States. He can't get his French wine in the United States because the British, they've got a pretty big navy at this point, can't do it. He needs to find some other alternative. And America at that point wasn't making good wine. He figured uh, it would eventually, but we're pretty sure we're still not, except in California. <laughs> oh, come on. I like Washington wine. I like me Washington some Virginia wine, wine, but I'm biased. I, like I do this. not like, I like Virginia wine. Pretty much anything on the East Coast, and I'm pretty sure nobody in middle America is making wine. Not they so much Oklahoma wine, but maybe there is. Maybe you get a call from an Oklahoma listener, and you'll have a whole new Well, I'd love to know. Guys, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, let me Oklahoma? know. You Oklahoma? guys make wine? Any yeah. good? Bueller? So. Send uh, us some, and we'll decide. America, as of yet... Though it is debatable now, the East Coast of the United States did not have good wine. So as it so happened, though, he's tasting, he's making the lip-smacking noise. Is this the porter? This is the porter, but oh. it's like a fruity porter. It's a fruit. Well, Washington it's was... definitely not heavy. <laughs> he wore a wig. I mean, come I, I on. Know, I definitely you know, he and his wife had no it. children, so we don't know about that. <laughs> it's good, though, because they would just be American royalty. You know, if you had, like, the Washington That would be line. crazy. Like, like the oh, yeah, no, we were like, yeah. he, had, he and his wife didn't. No, it should have been, a, ah, that would have been great. We totally would have kings awesome. by now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they would have been complete morons at this point. They would have been on Jersey Shore. Yes. Or still ruling. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, no, probably, yeah, it would have, it would have been. They difficult. wouldn't have let them It would have been like a dynasty thing. Like, they all would have had one term, but it would have just been popping out so many of them that you could just, like, switch between Washingtons. <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered. Ian? What? I want to respect the War of 1812. Could you just let this happen, Oh, come please? on now. Respect the War of 1812. Washington was dead by that point, so he doesn't care. So, yeah, so Jefferson, as it just so happened, he couldn't get his French wine. Couldn't get any... But there was a British sea captain stuck in Virginia. He had legal reasons to be here. He was trying to get some land that was his family's. But we wouldn't let him leave, because if he went back to London, he would have just captained a frigate and shot cannonballs at us, and we don't... Like that. So he's stuck here. How civilized but, back then, though? He was I, like, you, you can't go. But, but you can stay here. Well, he was also a brewmaster from London. He's a master brewer. That's why they kept him. Let's be real. And Jefferson met him and said, well, uh, we, we're civilized. Right. You're stuck here. You come visit Monticello. I'm out of wine. <laughs> Jefferson, I'm out of wine. You, I'll write you letters to people in the Virginia legislature about this legal trouble you're having about your family's land. Because they, they were trying to keep his land from him because he was British and, oh, War of 1812 didn't like that. The government's always the government. But if it's Thomas very Jefferson is pulling strings for you, you're, you've got some connections. Meanwhile... He's like, you, I know a few people. <laughs> yeah, so his name's Joseph Miller. You hang up Miller. There's no connection. Thank God. By the way. Okay, good. <laughs> no, no, in no. that case, you may continue the your brewery story. The that, that shall not be named. But his name was Miller. No connection. <laughs> he hung out at Monticello, taught Jefferson's slave Peter Hemmings how to brew <clears throat> strong beer. Beer, and the aim of it was to kind of replace the wine. So wine was served after the meal. You so wine small was to get you drunk. And then this is the big stuff. So the stuff. So the yards ale is, in some ways, more like what Jefferson might have brewed after eighteen twelve. After eighteen twelve. 
the Monticello Reserve Ale, which is smaller, might have been much more like what he and Martha would have brewed. So this is the way my brain works. What I heard you saying is we should thank the British for their blockade because it upped our ABV ante. Every time you drink Thomas Jefferson Ale and you like it, raise a toast to the War of 1812. Here, here. Yes, yes. Uh, raise a toast, and this will be the only toast you'll ever give. Uh, to the, or as Eddie Izzard might call it, the French Banana War. <laughs> <laughs> He's going on tour <laughs> in America. Yeah, yeah, oh. like this year. You gonna get tickets? Oh yeah. I had a friend who could have gone see him I for free. Broke our. P- I have seen him for free, and it's he gave him a tour right. of Valley Forge. He was a tour guide at Valley oh, Forge. Nice. Eddie Izzard likes the history, as you <clears throat> noticed. As you, uh... he gave him a tour of, of, of Valley Forge, and then he said, "Oh, I'm doing a show. You want to come see it?" And my friend at the time didn't know who he was. So he said, "Oh, oh no, thanks." God, that's and terrible. I went to punch him every time I hear. Yeah. Oh. It's like, oh yeah, show. Nah, it'll probably be terrible. Oh. <laughs> you dress. Well, fine. how often do we go to shows where you're like? Eh. No, I mean, pretty much anytime anybody invites me to a show, I'm like, that sounds not great. <laughs> <laughs> You're awful. I am. Yeah. But so, also, being in the industry, I know how bad most shows are. <laughs> the are, industry. The industry. The industry. So I know that you are a porter skeptic. Yes. Tell oh, me how you wow. feel about uh, this I hated porter. the first sip. It's kind of grown on me. I think I just needed to wash out. Well, well, hang on. No, the only reason is I'm the opposite. I loved the first sip, and now it's a little boring to me. See, you were getting a lot of the uh, Monticello on the first probably. sip. Probably. That's, That's what it was. Because exactly I was getting like this happening. very like fruity kind of like, mm, and then like on the exhale, it was like, oh, and there's some porter there too. Uh, but now it's much more of a, a nice porter. We only rinse when Verlin's around because he's so respectable. I don't think that the Washington Porter, another Yards, is a good beer. Tom Kehoe, great job. But I don't think it's as complex no. as the Jefferson So I will say that you're his neighbor, so maybe you have to be a little nicer than we are. But we're not on here to just... I love me some we're Yards. We're not here to talk all awesome about everything. I love me have. some Yards, but nobody here is being paid by Yards. Right. I just love we're me some Yards. We're not being paid by anybody. But it's not as complex if you want to pay us, as guys, the Jefferson Ale. Yeah, we yards, will accept like PayPal or... Cash. If you uh, want I'll take pennies official, in the mail. I'm not judging. I've got a square that can plug into my iPhone. You could just. I have a square zip, too. Yeah, just right there. Do you want to pay us to be here? If they <laughs> want, hey, if if you want to pay me to be your official Thomas Jefferson yards for your Thomas Jefferson mail, <laughs> hey, hey, I'll do it. he brought Star beer. Hill, I'll do it. That's true. I mean, when you get when you agree to guest star and bring beer, it's like it's like a double awesome. It's double, like a double rainbow. It's fantastic. <laughs> we should start making our regulars bring us beer. Say, so what do you want a podcast about? Bring it. Yeah, <laughs> that's terrible. This is how sponsorships begin. No, it's right. not terrible. It's negotiation. Well, one of our one of our over overarching things is we don't want to be beholden to any company. Right. So we don't really want to be sponsored by beer companies unless they're totally okay. cool with us being like, "Hey, we tried your beer and we think it sucks." Um, so up your game next yeah, time. Try better. their beer before the podcast, and then tell them, guys. Yeah, I can't do it. Or yeah, come on. This is what we're going to say about it. Sure. Are you okay with that? Because you guys could reach out, unless I'm being too commercially, but you guys could reach out to a lot, especially a lot of the local breweries. Oh, for sure. As long as you were up front about it and said, listen, we're not promoting. Right. We'll try it beforehand and we'll tell you, here's the gist of what we're going to say, positive, negative, flavor points and everything. Are you okay with that? Because we can't let you tell us what to say. I have to be honest. And then they bring the beer. There are some beers that we have had in the last 67 episodes that I wouldn't drink a second time. Like they were so terrible. Honestly, most of them Even I if somebody else bought it for time. you, really? Really. I'm sorry. I mean, some of them are amazing. Like um, I had Black Pearl on draft the other yeah. day, which well, we called like 
this dark horse that came in in the last seven minutes. We barely had time for it. And then we felt guilty because it was amazing. We had like two like mediocre beers. I don't even remember what the other two beers were, to be honest. Uh, and then like we picked up this bottle of some company that we never heard of called like JD Rockers. And I was like, RJ oh, Rockers. RJ Rockers, yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to be quite a gem, I'm sure. Uh, having never heard of it because, you know. It's from South Carolina and South Carolina is known for their brewing. Uh, and we all just kind of sat up and we're like, this is awesome. Black yeah. IPA. This is amazing. It was great. I have been introduced to Black IPAs recently and I'm, it's going to take me some time to come around. They're different. They're nice though. I like I, them because IPAs try the Black Pearl. are overdone to me. Like everybody's got their IPA and whatever, but um, I, love the IPA. I get tired of just hops in my face. But the black <laughs> IPA with but the roastiness. But you like the hop slam. Oh, I love the hop slam. Which has six different kinds of hops in it. It's uh, crazy But most of the them hops. are very citrusy. It's got a lot of yeah, the, the yeah. grapefruit and the yeah. they make it graceful. orange. And the, I don't yes. know how they do it. It's like Andre the Giant fluttering on butterfly wings. Boom. Andre and Muhammad Ali having a baby. <laughs> Whoa. No, it's not. Mental image did no, not need to no. happen. Ah, and, nope. Oh, I can't deal with that image. No. So I am going to ask <laughs> the question. Weird looking baby. We are so off topic. It's I'm scarred for life. <laughs> I am going to ask the question that I always ask about this time. Which one was your favorite? I think I like the first one the best. Uh, the Jefferson? Or are you sucking up? There, well, there are two Jeffersons. No, oh, that's true. I like the Jefferson. Oh, and uh, Sir Jefferson. Sir guest Jefferson. Star. I'm not a knight. You know, I'm the Jefferson guy. Hey, Jefferson Which guy. was your favorite? Call me Teej. 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 Oh my Teej. Teej monster. Um. I feel like I'm on full house right now. I hope none of my potential clients hear this podcast. I hope they're all hearing it and they'll hire you more readily. I have some. I have clients who have no sense of humor. I'm, so I'm Thomas Jefferson. I'm the founder of strict Austerity. constructionism. Strict constructionism. Right? I, I'm... There are some pretty stodgy people who hire me, and if they hear me talking like this, I'm, my career is over. The only thing worse I can do for my career than what I'm doing right now with you, because I like you, <laughs> is drunk history. Oh, you oh! should do drunk history. <laughs> you know what, though? You know what? They were in Philadelphia like two weeks ago. Maybe it would be the best thing you could do. Or the best it could make. You're just opening Because horizons. maybe everybody wants to hire Thomas Jefferson after seeing him tank. Puke on... Yeah, they were in Philadelphia about two weeks ago. And you didn't go? I was, I was really, three weeks ago. I was sick. I couldn't go to anything. So when you're sick, you did just... Inter- did they do anybody? Who was there? I, th- what they did do they is film? they go to bars and they, they, they have a Facebook page. You guys, sh- you guys should check out <sighs> their Facebook or whatever. We should follow them. Because they, they them, say right? where oh. they're going to be and they just go hang out at a bar and say, come into the bar we're going to be at and tell us stories. And that's how they audition, I guess. Okay. So oh. I really wanted to meet these, just to meet these guys, but no, I was... I was pretty sick. I couldn't go play. I had the plague. I was a zombie. I was... Screw the plague, man. Do you I know what chases away the plague? And your alcohol. alcohol. It's good for you. It's embalming. No, it was... I was... Because I, I also needed to be healthy enough. I Okay. The way my, my career, my work functions is that I speak at events, corporate events or private events or school things, and the date is often very much set. So that means sometimes they all happen within a very short span of time. So it's feast or famine. In the second half of January, because of speaking events, I had one in Seattle, I had a couple in, in Charlottesville, I had some in Philly area and different places. In two and a half weeks of the second half of January, I made two months worth of income. Nice. 
In December, though, I made next to nothing because it's all about Christmas. Right. right. Not Jefferson. He's not fat enough. Maybe you just need to say, come sit on my lap and tell me what you want That might work in Vegas, but it's a different show and I'd probably be paid more. Yeah. yeah. Point being, <laughs> You'd make 10 I knew I had these come. jobs on the horizon and I had to be healthy Let for me them. help you with creative marketing. This is a thing. <laughs> also, do drunk history. Yeah. Also... This is not going to surprise you, but the Monticello was my favorite. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Wait, he never answered. What was your he favorite? He didn't. I just, I skipped so it. So I have the yards most often. Okay. And I, it's more my personal style of beer. Um, I like the big, I like them on a little bit on the sweet side, although it doesn't have enough hops that I really, that's my favorite kind of thing, but that's my favorite personally. Historically, I love yards and what they do, but I think that Star Hill did more research. Sure, they made a, a closer beer to what it actually. I really have been. think, I really think that what they did, especially, they said, okay, Jefferson had a native, to America hops, that doesn't exist now. Right. So what, Mark Thompson of Star Hill did was he told me was he he found this British, hops that they use, that now I can't remember the name. I said it earlier, so rewind right. and play that. Um, it had like four names. Is a hybrid. And... He's, I can't remember. It's a hybrid that. East Golden uses Kent? Uses some... What? East Golden Kent? Something like that. We can rewind. We can play. It's, right. it's the modern era. I just don't era. know if I'm right. So it's basically... It's a, it's an incorporation of what that Native American hop was. I mean, they really were careful about... I think that the Monticello Reserve Star Hill Ale reflects Jefferson more, but the Yards uh, 1774 Tavern Ale reflects Steve more. Fair I'm enough. lucky that I get to drink it at City Tavern no, on a regular basis. No, that makes a lot of sense. And that, friends, was probably the most engaging and educational podcast that we have had in a very long time. He does this for a living. Uh, that's true. <laughs> so, Maybe not the drinking part, but... Thank you, Steve. <clears throat> thank you. This was delightful. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Beer Mistress. I'm at Dashing underscore Rogue. Does Jefferson oh, tweet? Yes, uh, TJ Tweets. Uh, is that what I'll it is? It's a little weird. Somebody else made up the name for me. Okay. Somebody more educated than me, much more, uh, about Jefferson. It is at the way he used to abbreviate his name. Okay. T-H-O-S. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Underscore Jefferson. Okay. Uh, that actually only makes sense to me because there was a shop in Boston. It was a furniture shop on the corner of Beacon, maybe. Uh, and it was like Thomas and Sons, but it was T H O M. Well, there's a <laughs> Joseph A. Banks. Don't they yeah. abbreviate J O S? Just J O S. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah. He, he had other ways. He also abbreviated T H. I'm not going to confuse it. He did other ways too, but T H O S underscore Jefferson. Yeah. Jefferson tweets just about every day. As a matter of fact, it. I'll probably tweet about this. And once this comes Please out, it may do. destroy my career. No. But I'm I'm going to put we, a link to this We sincerely hope podcast. that it does not. No. Uh, and we sincerely hope that you come back. We hope that it makes you more accessible to all those fun-loving drinkers out there. There's actually a book written about the history of beer in Philadelphia oh, that we, gotta find we can talk about. As, but it, next time when you come back, we, we will bring about it, yeah. beers that Steve likes to drink. Yeah. Instead Be- of... We'll call it the beers that Steve likes. And we'll make you bring them all. Yeah. We are always on Facebook.com slash Dashing Rogue and always at DashingRogue.com. And uh, if they want to find you, if they want to book a drunk history session with Thomas <laughs> Jefferson, where would they do so? Uh, at uh, I've got a website. Um, it's, of course, the ubiquitous www, triple W, yourthomasjefferson.com, no apostrophe. 
I've also got Facebook. So Facebook.com slash your Thomas Jefferson. Great. Nice. All right. Until next time, this is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And the Thomas Jefferson guy. Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us.